Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Praise, amen. He's a good God that never leaves us nor forsakes us. I feel like I either smell or I've just got this. It's like the, the, the Red Sea's parting. Go grab a seat, baby. You guys can grab a seat. It is so good to see you here this morning. It is always good to see people in Good on you, Casey. And uh, it's just nice. Nushi, it is nice to see you. You're one of those people that my heart leaps when I see the Nush. I feel good. Who loves Nushi? Who loves seeing her beautiful, smiling face? And in a few weeks' time, we're going to see two beautiful, smiling faces with little bub, little Nushis coming out. In Jesus' name, pain-free, easy birth. Thank you, Lord. And uh, who knows Vincent and Jenny Chua? Does everybody know? Can you guys just stand up for one second? Can I just say, I want to honor these guys. They are faithful, generous, loving, beautiful people that really support Melissa and I. They're always somebody that encourages and brings a a timely word. And we love you. Thank you. It is uh, great to have you in this church and in our lives. Hey, uh, thank you for praying for me, for my hips. Um, we were going to announce it next week or whatever, but I just have to go to the States for a few weeks to get some treatment. It's alternative treatment to having a double hip replacement, uh, which is the option right now, which is costly and then costly in time and recovery and painful. Uh, so we're going to get this other treatment first. So if you would, just keep covering me in prayer. Um, it's, it's been a long journey and a, and a, and a you know, at times painful one, but God is good. He always sustains us, empowers us, gets us through and gets us over what we're facing. So I figure let's just, let's just keep walking forward and enjoying the journey. And one other thing, I would love you to join with me in prayer this coming Tuesday, because I'm meeting with Glenn Elms, uh, the local counselor, uh, in regards to being able to get a a facility for us to have permanent church in uh, 24-7. So please, uh, it's a bit of breakthrough that I got the meeting. It's been about four or five months coming now. Uh, So I want to encourage you guys, just keep praying. God is the God of miracles. And when man says no, God can say yes. And it doesn't matter what man says, ultimately, that when God says yes, we will get the perfect building at the perfect time. uh, And it'll be a blessing to our church. We'll grow through that. And the cool thing is, uh, every one of my friends that has got a permanent facility, a, a, a building for church, their church has doubled in the next six months. Uh, and I'm believing God's been preparing us. There's a foundation that's been laid. We're getting ready for growth and increase. He's building his church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. So uh, just, just pray with me, believe with Melissa and I that on Tuesday we'll get a good report. And even if we don't, it will be turned around anyway and we will get a good report and we'll have some fun. Amen? Fantastic. Well, we're kind of in the real relationships part two phase of, of our series And today, I I simply want to look at the concept of friends and friendship. And we all need friends in our world, right? Not everyone? I need need friends in my world. Help me me preach this morning. But I honestly feel like like being friends is becoming a lost art. We used to know how to do friendship well. We used to know how to be friendly. But in the society we live in, in the day we find ourselves in, it really is a lost art. To being a friend. So I just want to really quickly this morning look at the importance of friends, the power of friends, and how to be a good friend. Amen. And we will get the word in there as well. Okay. I guess the question to ask is, what is real friendship? And why is it so important? You know, it it appears that in, in life, everything's speeding up. And it doesn't matter where you live in Australia, 
housing prices are rising, fuel prices are rising, food prices are rising, education, it, like the pressure of life is getting greater, more intense, and, and things just keep ramping up. And as a result, we find ourselves working longer and harder just to make ends meet. I don't know about you, in Sydney, we had a massive mortgage, kids in private schooling, I was working three jobs, going to one job at five in the morning, going to another job at nine in the morning, working through the day, then going and doing other jobs at night, traveling and preach, just to make ends meet. And the pressure's real and it's intense and I understand that it's real in your world and in your life. We all have bills to pay, we all have responsibilities and, and pressures we face. Um, and I'm just finding that people are generally tired, stressed and worried about not only their life that they want to live but the future and can I pay my bills next month and, and the result is that people are pulling back from real tangible friendships which ultimately are our lifeline. God is our source and our sustainer and our saviour but friendships keep us going day to day. Friendships inject us with energy and, 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 and life and excitement and passion and purpose and we need close friendships. I don't believe as, as Christians who serve a good and loving God that we should be retreating from and pulling back from friendships and, and, and you know, it says in John 10, 10, I came that you may have life and life more abundantly. I believe friends make life abundant and fun. That when I can do life with others who, who know me, who know my context, who know what I've walked through, who can see my failings but love me anyway who understand my point of view, I, that makes life abundant and that makes life fun. Uh, and church should be a place where we can come to, to find friends. Uh, and I want to encourage you, open yourself up. You know, when I'm saying it, uh, friendship and being friendly and a friend is, is, is becoming a lost art, I think people are closing themselves off and will smile or will wave, but then we walk real quickly. And I'll acknowledge, but I'm just going to move on. Uh, and I want to encourage you, you need friends. Our world needs friends. People will see Jesus through us being friendly. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open this up soon and explain it. But I want to encourage you, don't be closed off. You don't have enough people in your world yet. You don't have enough friends yet. God has more people for you to meet, more people for you to befriend, and more people for you to open yourself. My life is so much richer because of the people in it because of the people I call friends, true friends, not, not Facebook friends, not social media friends, and we'll look at that in a minute, real friends, the people that call me. The funny thing is Facebook's never called me. They send me a lot of messages and a lot of junk and a lot of everything, and, and I have to block half of it. They never call me. I can't go and sit with, a, with Facebook or Instagram uh, and have it encourage me one-on-one. -on -one. I, I need that to be a person. So I want to encourage you today through the word that let's keep ourselves open to friends. Nick Papanicholas is one of the best at this. He comes into church and he's friendly. As a result, he makes friends and doors open for him and life seems to work. But it's not because of Nick. It's because Nick's open. And then people come into his world that complements who he is and we get bigger. You know, you know where it's say, enlarge the place of your tent? I think that spread open the curtains. I think that means make space for others in your world that have what you don't so you can be what you're not. Amen? That was good. That, that, that will preach somewhere. I'll, go, I'll get the tape. I'll listen to it again. <laughs> the reason I want to look at the subject of friends today, you go, man, what are you talking about? Why are we talking about just being friends? Jesus called his disciples friends. 
And I go, man, if Jesus is calling, he said, you used to be my servant, now you, I call you my friend. There's, a, there's importance in friendships. Friendships do something for us. They make us something. You know, these guys started off as this ragtag bunch of misfits who became Jesus' friends. They walked a journey. They, they observed a life and they became friends. Uh, and he didn't just call them acquaintances or, or co-laborers, but he called them friends. And I know that God, he wants to do the same with us. You don't have to just know Jesus as your savior. You can know him as your friend. Someone, the, the proverb says, and I'll read it shortly, someone that walks closer than a brother. Someone that wants to do life with you. Someone wants to be side to side, hip to hip with you, encouraging you and inspiring you and empowering you for the life that he's called you to. Amen? That's what Jesus, he wants to be your friend. John 15, starting in verse 9, says this. It says, as the Father loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you'll abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than they lay down, their, they lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant doesn't know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I've heard from my father, I've made known to you. And you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit, that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask, in the, in the, ask the father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. I love this. This is a really cool piece of scripture. And it's important to note that Jesus calls you his friend. And he chose you before you ever chose him. So we think we come to church and we come, into, we come in and we ask Christ into our life. He chose us before we ever knew it. He, he chose us before he formed us. The Bible says that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. All the days that, that before us have been laid out before one even took place. You know, Jeremiah says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I ordained you as a prophet to the nation. God knows us intimately, and then he chooses us whilst we're sinners. We all need to acknowledge that we are sinners in need of a savior. We all have faults, failings, brokenness, and hurts that can only be washed away and taken by Jesus Christ, our savior. And, and I want to encourage you and, and, and inspire you this morning that Jesus calls you his friend. And he wants you to enter into, for every friendship, there has to be a reciprocation. I can call someone my friend, but if they don't call me friend, we don't have a friendship. We have an acquaintance. We have a chance meeting. We have uh, a, a, a work situation. We have something. But Jesus is saying, will you come into that place where there, there's, there's mutual friendship flowing one to the other? The other thing to note is, is as the result of being chosen and appointed, that our lives should bear fruit. There comes a responsibility with being a friend of Jesus Christ. When I, when I step into being a friend of Jesus, Jesus is not only my Lord, my Savior, but he's also my friend. The result is that my life would bear fruit. And the fruit of my life that Jesus wants is souls, disciples, and friends. The world will only ever see Jesus when they see through us first friendship. We're, we're acceptance, love, openness, 
big-heartedness. We don't just come to church so that we get filled. We get come to church to celebrate Jesus Christ corporately and together. As a, but then we, we come to be empowered to go out. You know, we're, we're, the Bible says that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. But we are in the world. We're just not of the world. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. In other words, we're in the world, but we don't do what the world does. We are a bright shining light. We are a, a lamp on a hill. We, we, we are a signpost to Jesus Christ. We are friendly. We welcome, we, we go to our places of work. We go to school. We go to wherever it is that we go and we touch people for Jesus. See, I think we use as an excuse, well, we're in the world, but not of the world. I better retreat and protect myself and put this hedge around my life and not interact with anybody else because I need to stay in Christ. But he says, you're in the world, you're just not of the world. So to so be in the world, you know, it actually says that Jesus didn't pray that God would take us out of the world. He prayed that we'd have strength in the world, that our faith would rise, that we would develop character and strength and integrity where we could walk knowing who we are and whose we are. And as a result, we could change some lives. Amen. Is this helping anybody? Does anybody, anybody remember the show Friends? Can, can we just flick that real quick, Jace? Crank the volume. show what a great we need more shows like who, who doesn't remember that everybody does all right all the kids are out that's fine this was just a really cool show basically just depicting six friends doing life together and and we saw their their daily interactions we we saw that they lived across the hall from each other we saw that they, where they worked we saw when they went to their local coffee shop who remembers the name of their coffee central perk very good and um and we saw the influence that each other had on their lives your friends will determine your future who you have in your world who you allow into your world because you know the funny thing is th these were these were close friendships intimate friendships they were they influenced each other good and bad half the time they did stupid things influenced by one of the others and then sometimes they did things of genius again influenced by the other but today in 2016 friendship looks very different rather than having tangible, physical, breathing human beings that I can meet with and talk with and have lunch with and do holidays with as families. And today we have, you know, friendships that exist with texting, liking, tagging, reposting, following. And then when I'm over that friendship, I'm going to unfollow. See, see, I can tell you right now, I've got thousands of friends on Facebook. I've got thousands. I, I, don't, know, I don't know who they are. And half the time I have to block them because of the rubbish that comes up that somebody else tags them in or something. But it, it's not real. And the funny thing is, in the 90s, we probably would have been locked up for stalking if we had done these things. Liking, texting, following. Now it's just normal. Now I don't have to interact. Now I don't have to call. Now I don't, I don't even have to send a birthday card. I can just send you a, a I hit one button and a thumb comes up. Happy birthday, boss. 
That's, that's friendship today in 2016. But it doesn't help people because there's more people taking their life than ever. There's more people walking out of their marriages than ever. There's more people on medication than ever. I think we need to get back to a place where friendship becomes one-on-one, face-to-face, coffee, uh, walk along the beach, <laughs> encouraging words, something. And, and, you know, if Jesus says, I no longer call you servants, now I call you friends, we need to see the emphasis and the importance of friendships in life. Proverbs 12, 26 says this, the righteous should choose his friends carefully for the way of the wicked leads them astray. So we can have good friendships and we can have bad friendships. And I want to encourage you, even as we are reading through Proverbs, choose carefully the people you have in your world. And don't exclude people from your world, but as I was mentioning last week, choose the, relation, the, the, the conversations that you enter into. I can be friendly with certain people, but friends with others. I'm going to be friendly with the people that I don't want to have influence in my life. I will will be friendly, I will be amicable, I will be welcoming. But those that I want to have influence in my world, those that I want to influence, I'm going to become their friends. But I am going to choose. And I think sometimes as Christians we can go, well, we shouldn't be able to, we shouldn't be able to choose. We have to love everybody. We do have to love everybody, but we don't have to accept everybody's lifestyle, everybody's opinion, everybody's way of doing life. Because what I've found is the people that I allow to speak into my world shape how I do life. And so I want to encourage you this morning, be very careful who you allow to speak into your world or what you receive into your world. Amen? Have we been reading Proverbs? We're up to 16. It's very simple. It's the 16th today. See, so there's 31 days this month. There's 31 Proverbs. I said it two weeks ago. If you get to Proverbs 32, you're reading the wrong book. There's only 31 Proverbs. But I want to encourage you. This, this stuff will help you. Justin does an offering message out of, out of Proverbs 14 today. We, we, do, do you know what I mean? It's, it's awesome stuff that will shape your life and help you when you need to make decisions, when you're looking for wisdom, go to the book of Proverbs. I said it before, but show me your friends and I'll show you your future. So I guess the question is, why is having friends and being friendly so important? Really, why do I need anybody else in my world? The fact of the matter is I only see life through my perspective. But my friends who get around me, my friends who truly love me, my friends who care for me and my family and my future, they'll actually see things that I don't, deficiencies that I have, and they'll be able to speak into that. They'll see uh, wrong motives or they'll see wrong directions that I'm heading in. They'll be able to pull me back on. We need friends. You need friends, people that can speak into your world for, for many reasons. And I, I was looking at through it, authentic friends, real friends, not Facebook friends, they're going to encourage us. Friends are going to believe in us and encourage us. When we want to give up on ourselves, they'll encourage us not to give up. When we want to stop going after our dreams, they'll, they'll inspire us and, and encourage us to keep going. Second thing is they'll challenge us. You know, they do see our deficiencies. They do see our flaws and, our, and they'll challenge us. Don't be like that. Don't do that. You know, it was sad for me last week because I was talking to a guy and he said, I don't want to go to a place where somebody tells me what to do. The fact of the matter is every single day of our lives, somebody is telling us what to do. The policeman tells me how fast I can drive. The, the petrol station attendant tells me how much I've got to pay for petrol. Every day, we're be, it, being told what to do by the right person, the right voice, the voice of wisdom, the voice of faith, it, is a, it will help you in life. Can I encourage you, let friends tell you what to do. Not walk all over you, but instruct you and give you advice. 
I've, I've had points in my life where I could have made dumb decisions, but because of a friend's voice in my world, I made wise decisions. As a result, I didn't go down this path of destruction. I went down this path of life and growth, and things opened up for me in a moment. And I think friends in your life are, are there for moments. And I think life is made up of moments. And I want to encourage you, don't shut down. You don't know everything. You don't have it all together. But in God, with friends and community, we can have it all together. Amen? Third thing is they motivate us. Friends motivate. I'm, in, I'm encouraged by my friends. The people I have. I'm, I'm encouraged by my friends' successes. I'm encouraged by my friends doing well in life. By, by their kids, by their stories. By, friendship motivates us. And I want to encourage you, be that motivating force for someone else. Because you are. There is somebody looking on at your life, your family, your circumstance that you may be hating right now, but they're looking on at it going, I am motivated by that. I'm excited by that. I want my life to look like that. Because they've got a very different perspective to, to our lives than we do. See, we're, I was saying it last week that I can have a hundred good things going on and one bad. And that one bad, that one negative, that one, it, it, it hijacks the good. And I focus on that and I travel in that direction of woe is me, life's hard, life's tough. But I've got a hundred great things going on over here where, where, where my family's healthy and my finances are good and all these things. But over here, there's one little thing. I, I've got a splinter in my finger. Woe is me. Friends will motivate us. Friends will listen to us. There are times in our world where we just need someone to listen to us. And you know what I found is that half the time of speaking, you're actually processing thoughts. And I don't even need necessarily an answer. I work through the situation I'm facing as I get to speak. But a friend will let you do that. Acquaintances in life, people that you just encounter, they won't do that. They won't really listen to you. They'll, you know, accommodate for whatever you say and they'll humor you. But friends listen to us. Uh, you know, friends celebrate with us. It's good to have friends. I got great friends in my, that we can just celebrate together. For nothing, for no reason at all. Just we can have fun in life. But when we do have a child, they'll send us flowers or they'll give us a phone call or, or, or you're, you're, something happens, you, you finish a, an exam and you topped out or whatever it is, they'll celebrate with you. We need friends. That's, it's a, a, a victory by your, yourself is just shallow. But a victory with others, people in your world, that's all you bought a new house, that's sensational. Let's get together and have a barbecue and let's celebrate the fact that that's a milestone reach. That's breakthrough in your world. That's, let's celebrate together. Second thing is, they'll grieve with us. Life isn't always mountaintop experiences. Sometimes we're going through the valley. Sometimes we're facing hurt and we're facing pain and we've made dumb decisions, we've lost stuff, things have happened, but friends will grieve with you. And I don't think that there's anything better than somebody that can smile and laugh with you, that can also cry with you, and the next day you walk along and you've got a strong friendship still. And, and that's what I was saying before, that you know, there is one that seems closer than a brother. I want to I be like Christ. I want to be that strength for somebody else, that when they're experiencing joy, I'm laughing with them. When they're crying, I cry with them also, and we just keep walking forward together in life. Friends, keep us honest. Who's got a friend like that? that just keeps you honest. Dude, what are you talking about? That's rubbish. Have you got somebody that just calls it like it is? I love that. I love it because we can embellish. We can, you know, especially if you're a visionary or you're saying, man, it was, it was awesome. It was fantastic. It was this. Goes, no, it wasn't like that. That's ridiculous. The waves were 20 foot tall and we were getting better. No, you weren't. It was three foot. It was offshore and it was, friends just keep it real. I think it's good to have friends that are honest and keep us grounded and just we can enjoy the life we have without having to embellish beyond what is reality. 
Friends add joy to our lives. Do you know that according to a study from Harvard Medical School, the more friends a woman has, the more likely they were to be leading a joyful life. If you want to be happier, get more friends. Probably the converse is true. If you want to be sadder, get more friends. But no, I'm just kidding. Get friends in your world. I just, get some friends in your world. Uh, friends improve our health. Do you know that? If you live your, your life locked away in a dark cupboard, just you and your thoughts, heaven help me if that was me, life won't go well for you. Studies again have shown that authentic friendships actually result in better health. These relationships make healthier, healthy habits easier to adopt and the body will more, more likely be to heal itself. I love that. Because do you know what I do? I'm taking my focus off my circumstance. I'm taking my focus off my, my immediate and I'm, I'm looking on and I'm thinking about, I find myself thinking about my friends most days. As I'm driving along, I'm thinking about a friend who, whose daughter just won state titles. I'm thinking, and, and then I start to smile. And then I'm thinking about this, and, I'm th and I feel like I'm filling myself up with good thoughts about good people in my world. And then I get grateful to God. You know where it says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. That's what I find when I think about my friends, the people that God's blessed me with and brought into my life, I start to get grateful. And then I start to go, this is awesome. My life actually is awesome. My life is, the, 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 the splinter, who cares about the splinter? My life is awesome. And I stop thinking about this and I start focusing on that. Amen? Friends provide opportunity for sacrifice. You know, giving always benefits the receiver and the giver. And true friendships require sacrifice. Why I love being mates with Nick Papanicholas, he's a giver. He's, he comes into my world and he's generous and he's open. And it, we, it goes both ways, but I, it, there's, there's sacrifice required. I know that it's he has to sacrifice to do what he does for me, but he does it happily and joyfully. And what I find is there's this, this mutual respect and there's reciprocation in our world because he's open and happy and a giver. Amen. Okay, so the power of friends. What do friends do for us? And I said this before, the righteous should choose his friends carefully for the way of the wicked leads them astray. There's, there's good and bad power in friendships. So again, be wise in who you have in your world as a voice of authority, but have friends anyway. You know, uh, 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, don't be misled, bad company corrupts good character. You can have the best intentions and I'm going to influence this person. But when you allow them to speak into your world, when there's wrong connections and wrong beliefs, mindsets and opinions, it will affect how we see and therefore do life. Uh, so, so make sure you, you're not misled. Because if, the, if they're just wrong, and some people are just wrong, not that we don't have them in our world, but we don't allow them to speak into our world, if we will be led astray. And I've seen very, like a lot of good people who are no longer in Christ or even in church anymore because bad company correct, corrupted good character. They are good people and they had good character, but a voice got in their world. Somebody started speaking into their life and as a result, they pulled back. But what does the Bible say? We're not of those that shrink back. We're of those that press forward. Connection and life. Proverbs 18.24, one who has unreliable friends soon come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 13.20, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Walk with the wise. Don't be the smartest person in a room. Be surrounded by friends that are smarter than you, that are beyond you, that have done more than you, so that you can rise to that level. You know, there's a saying, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. 
I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I don't want to be the smartest person in our group. I want somebody to be able to influence me and lead me and guide me so I can get wiser still. Proverbs 27, verse 5, better is an open rebuke uh, than, um, than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Don't pull back from friendships when friendships are being truthful, even though it may hurt. Let the truth hurt and change you. Let the truth hurt so you become the person you're meant to be. And I, again, I've got great friends in my world that say, why do you do that? Why do you say that? It's not going to help you and stop doing that. I go, oh, that hurt. Don't say that. I don't like you right now. But you're right. Okay, I'm going to stop doing that. And as a result, my life, anybody? Come on, we're not all super saints. We're, we're here, we're flawed. I, I make mistakes. People observe that I make mistakes and my true friends tell me I've made a mistake. And when I go, suck it up, McCudden, take it on the chin, change and move forward, life takes a different direction and works out better. Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. I love the fact that I know when I'm in the trenches, there's friends that will be in the trenches with me, that I won't experience friendly fire, but they'll be fighting the enemy with me. We need friends in our life that strengthen us and sustain us and tell us, don't give up right now. You're going to make it through. You're going to get over. We're going we're gonna to get victory in this situation. Amen. James 4 and 4, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity with God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Again, don't choose to, to get friendly with the world. As, as a Christ follower, as somebody that's been chosen and appointed to bear fruit in life, called by God before we ever chose him, don't walk with the world as well. Don't be double-minded. Don't have one foot in either camp. Walk with Jesus because we don't want to become an enemy of God. Amen. Going to finish with this. How to be good friends. Smile. Everybody smile. Cheesy as it might be. Smile. Give me a smile. Come on. I want to see everyone's pearly whites. George. There's an ancient proverb that says, man without smiling face should not open shop. There's a lot of people I meet that say, I've got no friends. I can't make friends. And I've never seen them smile. I, they're not generous. They're not big-hearted. They're, not, they're closed off. If you want friends, this is going to blow you away. Be friendly. The Bible says you reap what you sow. If you want friendship, true, rela true friendship, true relationship, authentic friendships, sow it. Be that person of confidence that, that doesn't talk about the issues that are brought to you when somebody brings them to you. There's nothing worse than the betrayal of confidence when somebody starts talking about what you've said to them in a private matter. Be that friend that is confident, that is encouraging, that is uplifting, that is generous. That's what I want to be to my friends. See, because as much as I think about my friends, I hope that as they're driving along, they think about me. And they think about the good times that we've had. And they think about the moments when I got generous in their world. Or I, whatever it may be. I turn up at friends' houses and I usually empty my wallet just giving their kids some money. Telling them they're, they're awesome, they're brilliant. Because I, I want to be that person that lives beyond myself. You know what I mean? For everybody, it's going to be different, but I want to be that. Second thing is pay, friends pay positive attention. Hey, Michelle, how you doing? Sorry, a text just came through. You good? How's Luke? Oh, an email just came through. You good? Everything going well? The kids are good? Oh, they were sick last week, weren't they? Hey, how you doing? 
It's not like that. We, technology goes down. The phone gets turned off, whatever it might be, I, I, eye to eye. How are you doing? How's life? Is family doing well? Friends pay positive attention. And like I said, I think friendship is becoming a lost art. Where, you know, we're like fish in a fishbowl. I got a three, three second attention span. Hey! 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 We can't focus on anything for more than a second. How will we win the world? How will we show the world? A, that Jesus loves us and B, that he loves them if we can't even pay attention. When somebody tells me something of importance that means something to them and I fob it off and I keep going on my life, yeah, yeah, you're going to be good. You're going to be awesome. I'm going to be praying for you. It, we, we need to be real. We need to pay positive attention. Third thing is listen. Now, last week we were speaking about be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to get angry. Listen. Listen to what people are saying here, because you, and generally you need to read between the lines. When somebody's talking to me, I can either hear what they're saying, or I can focus in and really hear what they're saying. And when I listen, I can be that friend that hears. I have to say less to my friends than anybody else, and they get what I'm saying. True friends in my world who know me, know my circumstance, know my life, I can say 10 words to them where I have to say 100 to someone else. And they get it because they read between the lines and then they can respond accordingly because they've listened appropriately. Uh, be real. Speak the truth. For us to grow in life, for us to expand in life, just be real with people. The, those that are in your world. I just made a decision maybe two years ago because uh, I like to please people. I'm not per se a people pleaser, but I want people to be happy. I want people to enjoy relationship. And I felt like God said, you're not always real. Sometimes you just accommodate what's said for the sake of the relationship, but the relationship will actually get stronger if you're just real and say it like it is. And, he's, and I felt like God said, you've earned the right to be real because you've been a friend for so long. I think when we're true friends with people, we've earned the right. When we've walked through the good and the bad and we've stuck around, when we've seen you know people wig out and we haven't judged them, that we have the right to be real and authentic and to speak the truth. The other thing is this, True friends are just themselves. Be yourself. As you are is perfect. As you are, your friends love you. Be yourself. The world wants you, not who you're pretending to be, not who you're portraying to be. Not, you know, I'm, not, I'm not Christian whatever, I'm just Christian. And so when I go out there and I am that on the building site or at the beach or at the service station or in church, people can see me know who I am. There's, there's no agenda. There's, no, there's nothing behind what I say. It's just what I mean. I say what I mean and I mean what I say. Be yourself. Uh, I said this before, open yourself up to people. Be an encourager. True friends, good friends, real friends are encouragers. Don't suck the life out of people. Fill them, inject them with, with life and vision and purpose for the future. Be an encourager. Make, make them feel 10 foot tall. Jürgen Matesius, who I'm going to go and see in San Diego in a few weeks, I literally feel like I can take on the world when I've spent five minutes with him. Because he just is an encourager and he can't help it. It's just become his nature. And I want to encourage you and I want to encourage us as a church. Let's be that church that encourages everybody we meet. We make them feel better about themselves, their life, their circumstances, their kids, their, whatever it is, we encourage them in life. Uh, be generous. Be, be inclusive and be fun. And when I mean inclusive is this, this isn't a closed off group. Okay, so we've put out 104 seats. The second we get to 104, lock the doors. No one else is coming. This is the house of God. 
we need to be inclusive, not only in the house, but in our lives. I want more people in our house. I want more people in our world. I want to, we, we've met people in, in Perigian Springs and in, in the estate and you go down the rec club and you see people that aren't in church, that aren't in Christ, that, but they're awesome. I found that a lot of people I know that don't believe in Jesus are, are awesome. They love life. They're encouragers. They're fun. They're open. Why is it that Christians aren't? Let's be those. I want to shine brighter than anybody in the world. I want to love more. I want to be bigger, you know, bigger hearted. I want to be more generous than anybody I meet that doesn't know Jesus Christ. Because here's the reason I should be. Here's the purpose behind what I do. Then he says, go into all the world and make disciples. But people aren't going to be want, want to be disciples of Jesus Christ if I'm a sourpuss and I look like I've been sucking on lemons all day and I'm, I'm closed off and I'm stingy and, and small-minded and I don't want anybody to be around me. Well, you know what? Uh, Jesus loves you, freak. And nobody's going to be one to Christ like that. I'm just trying to be real here this way. This is real simple. This is just basic. Jesus called his disciples friends. He says, you're my friend also. But the reason you're my friend is because you do what I ask. And the byproduct of doing what I ask is that you'll go out and shine my light so that others will become friends, not only of you, but also of me. So, so really the picture of, of friendship with Christ is kind of like this. I'm holding his hand and I'm holding somebody else's and I'm connecting them to Jesus. And the ultimate aim is that their hand would be intertwined with his as well, not just mine. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand this morning. Like I said, let's not have the excuse, we're the church, we're the chosen, we're the called, we need to retreat from the world. I want to encourage, let's go out into the world. As we're reading through Proverbs, as we're reading our word daily, as we're being filled and inspired, and let, let's get bigger. Let's have eyes to see. Let's love our community. Let's go and be that blessing that connects people to Jesus. You know, and some of us sometimes go, you know, there's a scripture that says, what do light and dark have in common? The Bible says nothing. Light, light and dark, they have nothing in common. But the only thing I know is that light always overcomes the darkness. That I can be that change agent. Like Melissa was praying earlier, so we can be agents of change that bring transformation in the life of somebody else. And there are people that are hurting. There are people that are broken. There are people in need of a saviour and also in need of friends. We can be that friend that sustains someone. We can be that friend that uplifts someone. We can be that friend that is that voice of faith in their world that may never hear from anybody else. I want to, I want to, you know, we've, you have Are You Okay Day? I just want to be Are You Okay Christian? That every person that knows me feels okay about themselves because they know I love them. They know I'm their friend. They know I'm going to encourage them, bless them, and walk through life with them. Amen? Amen. Why don't we just close our eyes for a minute? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you call us friends. As we walk in you, you call us friends. And that we can walk with you and we can do life with you. But Lord, I pray we wouldn't be a church of individuals that just come to encounter you, but then close ourselves off and go back into the world without doing something with what we've received and experienced from you. Lord, I pray that you would use us mightily as a church, as a community, a community of believers to go out and be a blessing, to go out and bring change, to go out and shift mindsets and atmospheres, that Lord, this week we would go out and we would be your hands, your feet, that we would be friends with the world 
in it, but not of it. Not changed or influenced, Lord, by the world's ways, but we would walk with strength, walk with integrity, walk in truth in the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, you call us friends. You know, I just want every eyes closed. You may have never asked Jesus to come into your life to be your friend. I want to give you that opportunity this morning to say, you know what? I, I want to know Jesus as my friend, not just as a historical figure or not just as a ethereal concept or some, you know, something out there or a power or a force. I want to know Jesus intimately as my friend. And you may have had him as your friend, walking close with him, and something's that life happened, stuff happened. But you want to come back into that relationship where you know peace and joy and freedom. Every, while every eye's closed, if you're here this morning saying, I, I want to do that, I want to pray a really simple prayer that makes Jesus the Lord of my life, would you just shoot your hand up and say, yeah, Christian, that's me. I want to pray that prayer with you. I did this 24 years ago. Greatest decision of my life was just to ask Jesus Christ into my world. And I'm telling you, everything changed on that day. But if you're here, why don't you do that and just say, yeah, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want to come back in a close and intimate relationship with him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can we just stand to our feet? I want to pray a blessing over you this morning before we come around one more song. We go and grab our kids. We go and celebrate and have a party down the park. We just close your eyes. Father, thank you for every person standing before me. Lord, smile upon your church. Smile upon your people. Bless them, Father. Favor them. Go before them. Let them know joy. Let them know peace. Father, let them know your provision in their life. I thank you for breakthrough this week, that this will be a week where dreams and desires come to pass in the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said, come on, let's give God a mighty hand clap. Awesome. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.